0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is...
1: Hey, hey, guys, what's going on? It is Jason.
0: And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I mean, if you're listening to this in real time, I guess it's a little bit early for Valentine's Day when the episode drops, but it is Valentine's Day weekend when this episode drops, so I want to wish all of our listening audience lots of love this weekend.
1: I mean, it's always Valentine's Day somewhere.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say it's always Valentine's Day at our house. Like, that was going to be really sweet and romantic. But then I realized... <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> no,
0: it doesn't. So I was really going to be surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, we captured this on, like, a recording. Nope. Psych. Just, like, just kidding.
1: <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, it it don't, it is always, like, Valentine's Day around here. I think, at least. I mean,
1: we have lots of chocolate. (laughs) No,
0: it's we're always like, I don't know, affectionate people. Our kids say I love you a lot. We make things for each other and um, give get things for each other, like little things all the time. So I just feel like every day is Valentine's Day. But that doesn't get you out of getting me something for Valentine's
1: Day. That's true. And I just did yell, I love you at our <laughs> girls, even though it was at the top of my lungs. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. After our youngest was like, Why? What? Because <laughs> they, at night, they turn on the sound machine and it freaking sounds like a jumbo jet engine in their room. I don't know why they want it so loud. They have it so loud. And then our youngest daughter insists on continuing to talk to you after you close the door and walk down the stairs. All the while, the jumbo jet engine noise is going on. So it's just like, it sounds like two old people who took their hearing aids out at night, yawning at each other across the house. Oh, I love you too. What? Good night. <laughs> I said good night. What
1: did yeah, you say? It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: It, it, it is totally ridiculous. Now, when I put them to bed... I tell her before I leave, I'm shutting this door. I will not respond to anything you say because I can't hear you over this fan. And she says, okay, I love you, Mommy. Good night. Good night. And then, you know, tell Daddy I love him. Tell him to check on me when he gets home. I said, okay. And I shut the door. Not a peep after. She didn't say anything to you after that? That's so annoying. Not a word. Like last night, she didn't even say anything to me before hardly I shut the door. She just said, I love you. Um... Will you pray for me? Tell daddy to come check on me before he goes to bed. Um, Good night. Sweet dreams. See you in the morning. Turn on the sound machine. Walked out the door. Nothing.
1: I love you. You're (laughs) the best. I love you so much. Pray for me. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Don't let the devil bugs bite. I love you. You're the best. I love you so much. I love you all the way too. That's all every (laughs) night. Every (laughs) single night. Every night.
0: Yeah. When I put her to bed, no, none of that.
1: Must be nice. Must be nice. It
0: is. It pretty much is. But anyway, all you lovebirds out there and the roaded fan base, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Valentine's Day.
1: Um, I mean, it's always Thanksgiving somewhere, I guess. Why
0: are you saying this? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what? That makes zero sense. Um, Yeah. And I, I was just thinking like valentine's day some people are like oh i'm single or whatever no valentine's day is not just about romantic love it's about friendship love and familial love and you know all those wonder like love is bigger than just romance so there is love here for you in the riveted on valentine's day so we'll eat eat some chocolate together
1: Dear Abby, <laughs> I am single, and it's Valentine's Day. What should I do? <laughs> any of you listeners who are single
0: on Valentine's Day, I will be your Valentine. So send me a card and some chocolate.
1: <laughs> and some board games.
0: <laughs> we should have done love-themed board games. Are there any? I don't think so.
1: I'm sure we could find something. There's got to be something on BGG.
0: I mean, I...
1: Tonto Quarry has love in it. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's probably the closest. I was thinking, why is there a board game theme of, like, Cupid, and, like, you're trying to, like, match make? Oh, marrying Mr. Darcy?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That probably is. I mean, you, we could probably squeeze six games out of it. They might not be necessarily great games, but we could probably make mm, it
0: work. Too bad that we didn't think of that.
1: We would... Again, pretty, pretty, pretty,
0: okay. So we have a kind of different topic that sort of talks about love. Eh, We'll get to that later. Uh, First, let's start with news. Um, First news, Valentine's Day. I love you all. You're on my Valentines. Also on Kickstarter, um, Metro, which I did not know this game existed already, but apparently it did. So, hey, we're doing it again. But this time it's a city edition and a big box. So this is from Queen Games. They're infamous for their big boxes, at least in my opinion there. And Metro is no exception. So there's two different options for this Kickstarter. Um, so Metro, it's a, like a route creation game where you are making Metro routes. Um, and so you're trying to connect them to like the center hub because you then you get double points for your routes. You get um, points for going through different things in the area. Um, the City Edition adds like cities and like different city like tiles and things. So it's a tiling game. Um, that can give you other points. There's also tourists, which is kind of another mechanic that they're adding. Um, and they've got like wooden uh, wagons that run um, on the Metro in the, in the city edition. Big box also has that, but big box also has um, some extra expansions, this really cool, like tile dispenser, um, just a whole bunch of other like upgraded components. And I think, two or three expansions that the city edition does not. So if you know about Metro and you want more, check this Kickstarter out. If you've never heard of Metro, but you like route making games, which I kind of do actually. Um, so I'm interested in this one. Uh, check out the Kickstarter. There's only three days left um, by the time this episode drops. the Just the city edition is $44, which seems pretty reasonable. And then if you want, like, the big box with all the stuff, it is 90 bucks. So not too bad. Like, really pretty, par for the course, Queen Games, reasonable. Looks pretty fun. So that's Metro.
1: I do like games about building routes and trains. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: Um, and the other one that I found is actually a solo game. So I was just talking about people who are single. This game is for you. Um, the game is called Maquis. Maquis. And actually, you know what? That reminds me. Um, I think it was on Deep Space Nine. No, 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 no. Star Trek Voyager. No, maybe. Crap. One of the Star Treks, not Next Generation, and not original series. There was like this kind of Rebel Alliance call, or like called the Maquis. Like, um, I think it must be Voyager because I thought Bailana Taurus knew about the Maquis. Anyway, total side note, the solo game is not about Star Trek. It's actually about um, being part of the resistance in Germany during World War II, which I think is also a really cool um, theme, kind of reminiscent almost of um, Black Orchestra, PDB's awesome game. Shout out PDB. Um, But this is not by PDB. In this, it's a solo game where you are trying to complete missions. You only have to complete two missions um, to help like stop the Nazis from taking over <laughs> your town. So um, you program your moves. It seems really cool. Like I was reading through the mechanics of this game. You have different resistance players that you're placing out worker placement style. And so how you place them is you are going to... Put out your workers first before they actually fire off the actions. But after you place a worker, then you flip over your deck that shows where the police are going. Um, you know the different Nazi forces, where they're patrolling, what places locations are going to show up at. So every time you place your worker, resistance worker, you're going to flip a card to show you where to place a police officer. And so you're going to go back and forth for all until all your workers are gone. So then, then the actions fire. So if your workers are at places where the police show up, they are then arrested. So you're not getting those actions. Um, and like the different, you're just doing the actions to complete the missions. Um, I looked at some of the mission cards. Like one of them is is uh, there is a Nazi. Uh, like bomber plane somewhere and the pilot is in the local hotel and you know he's gone. So you're going to have to go plant a bomb on this plane while he's in the hotel. Or um, there's like these guard dogs. Cause like the, the Nazi police is using canines. So like your job is to poison like the German shepherds. Um, So you have to complete two missions in order to win the game. Also, you have to keep morale up for the townspeople um, and the resistance while you're trying to like use subterfuge to like uh, keep the Nazis out. It seems like it would be a really cool, fun game. So there are 12 days left on that Kickstarter. Um, It's only 29 bucks, which I feel like seems like a killer deal. Um, I don't play a lot of games solo just because that's not my style in life (laughs) in general. Um, But this would be one that I I could see myself being interested in. Like there's like a lot of tension happening. Um, I just really like that theme. So if that sounds cool to you, check it out. Maki, M-A-Q-U-I-S, 12 days left on Kickstarter and $29. Yeah,
1: this game does seem cool. Uh, That whole... Like, you take your actions, and then the Gestapo or whatever take an action. That seems pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: there's also a print and play. Um, I think you can do a print and play from the Kickstarter for free, because that file was on there, and that's where I was looking at some of the mission cards. So if you're interested or you're not sure, like, I think it's really cool that some Kickstarters are including that, so you can see if you like it and want to, you know, go all in on the game itself.
1: Nice. Yeah, that is nice.
0: And Kickstarter was pretty slim, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, right now, so that's all the news I have.
1: All right, so let's get into games played. And going back to that Valentine's Day thing, sometimes you need to go to the mall and buy Valentine's Day presents. Let's
0: go to the mall.
1: And you might need to buy six of them <laughs> to get out of the mall before the other people get Ooh, out of the Am I mall. getting
0: six presents for Valentine's Day?
1: Some people might get six <laughs> presents. <laughs> you
0: will be lucky to get one.
1: Um, so we played Mall Madness. If you didn't know what I was leading it's into Mall there, Madness. you should have seen that coming. Um, we played this a bunch. Uh, we played it with some adult friends. We played it with our youngest daughter. Um, yeah, we played it. I don't know six seven times. It's a uh, you push the little electronic bank in the middle. It tells you how far you can move. You're trying to get to six stores to buy six things and get back to your section of the parking lot first. So some of this stuff's going to be on sale, so you can get it for cheap. Some of it's going to be on clearance, so you can get it for dirt cheap. But when you go to buy, you never know if you're if it's going to be in stock, there's going to be a long line and all that mess. So you might it might be on clearance, but you might go to it and it could be out of stock and you can't buy it, so you've wasted a turn. Then you're going to run out of money. You're going to need to go visit the bank. The bank's going to tell you how much money you can take out or it's going to be closed and you're going to get hosed again. So it's a really, it's it's a silly game, but it's fun. It's good times. I know you played this a bunch when you were a kid, but I just played it for the first time as a grown man. <laughs> and I don't know what that says about me. It seems kind of sad, but I do have a daughter, so I'm going to pass it off that, I played it with my daughter. So, what do you think about Mall Madness now that you played it twenty years later?
0: Men can go to the mall too. And the thing about Mall Madness is it was progressive even then, where when you choose your player, there is a little miniature that is either a female or a male. So they included the idea that guys could play this game too.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And it has minis. People, back off <laughs> <Sort> me. Of.
0: <laughs> They're like the worst minis ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, like you said, oh, we played Mom Madness 6 or 7 times. Yeah, this go around, I have played Mom Madness, gosh, I can't tell you how many times. And the nostalgia that came back just hearing that um the electronic thing talked to me, like remembering what color I played with my sister. I was always green. I remember that bank card. <sighs> it's it's just good old-fashioned fun. Um our kids really like it. It's 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 like it it's, it takes a roll and move and just gives it a little bit more, so it's not completely blase, but it's you know not difficult or super strategic by any means. But you can have a good time um, joking with everybody all, saying, "Oh, you got that? I could you could gotten that sale or oh." Um, sometimes the the electronic part will say, "Oh, take someone to uh, get you're hungry. Take a friend to get pizza." So you can pull players out of where they're trying to go, um, to try and help like keep them from winning. So that, that's, I think that's really fun. And the other trick is, you know, you actually, you have a card, it looks like a bank card that you insert when you buy something, which for us now, that's so common that we just swipe the card, but that the bank card doesn't have that function because we didn't use cards like that then, um. You are saying I'm buying this, and then you're handing over the cash. If you don't have the cash, it doesn't matter that you have the card. And the bank only gives out certain amounts of money, and most often it only gives out fifty dollars. And there are some expensive things at the freaking mall, like
1: like like that top of the line cassette deck,
0: right? Or the two hundred dollar like designer sunglasses,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, or the the, yes, the or parrot. Yeah, parrot. This
0: is like two hundred dollars. I'm <laughs> like, i will want to buy no dang parrot. Um yeah (laughs) so so that really i think keeps it fresh and fun and it's just like it's just a goofy fun game to pull out and we've been getting into the retro games a lot lately so we're not gonna try the podcast into that but it is there's something about nostalgia And and i think we're seeing that even in new mass market games um the blockbuster game um bob ross um, gosh, the Trapper Keeper game, you know, all those games are like playing on the nostalgia of us, like Gen Xers and like elder millennials. And so to actually pull back the nostalgic games, I think has been really fun for us. So, yeah, I still love Mall Madness. I still want to sing Let's Go to the Mall. You know, I felt like I pulled a little Robin Sparkles there. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got it. I definitely want to play it whenever our kids want to play it, sure.
1: I mean, it's like my new number one favorite game of all time, so I'm it's in. It's
0: dethroning the gambler.
1: I mean, it's dethroning like every game, because it's like the greatest it's game dethroning ever Grand
0: Hotel in Coimbra.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's dethroning the proverbial sarcastic uh, number Jason ones. Jason
0: Fake News again, Jason <laughs> Fake
1: News. All right, so uh, going from uh, the mall, we are going to a newer-ish game from Stonemeyer, which we've played before. But we're giving it another go, and that is Charterstone. So Charterstone is Stonemaier's foray into legacy games. It's a worker placement legacy game where you're going to play 12 games. Over the course of each game, you're going to unlock new rules, maybe some new meeples, maybe some new locations, all that type of thing. And you're trying to, I think, had the most points. I don't know how the game ends because we never made it to the end. But somehow there's going to be an overall winner for the Happy King or whatever his name is, and... Yeah, that's that. So, we played two games. We started a new campaign with our buddy Brandon and his wife. And I think I like it better this time. Um, it was faster. So, the games felt faster maybe because, you know, I kind of knew what I was going to get this time. And I appreciate that. So, what did you think of Stone this second time?
0: I like it. Um, for me, again, like... And I feel this way kind of in most legacy games, which is weird because I'm super competitive... But I honestly don't pay attention to how I – what I should be doing in order to win because I – my curiosity wins out in Legacy Games. Like, my competitiveness and my curiosity are, like, two huge motivators in my life, like – Let's see what happens if this. And I always want to know. I always want to know more information. I always want the secret. I always want to be the first to know. I love that. Like it's so stupid, but it's such a big motivator in my life. And so a legacy game is just like freaking catnip to me, man. I'm like, ooh, there are boxes. But if I go here, I get to open one of those boxes or I get to read the super secret thing or I get to put like a new sticker or I get to see a new card. Like I can't resist that crap. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be getting points, whatever. Reputation track? I don't know. Whatever. Like, I'm just so caught up in let's open stuff. Let's find new stuff. What's this? So that, to me, I think is, is what I like about this. Um, and and because it's kind of a simple worker placement mechanic for the most part, like, it really, as a more experienced gamer, it really allows you to, I think, invest in that legacy part. And also, this game is so stinking adorable. Like, and and most Stonemeyer games are are really good looking. Um except Scythe. Is that Stoner? Yes, okay, that, that is. That Stonemaier. stuff is ugly as crap. I hate it. Hmm. Interesting segue. Uh I that one's ugly, but otherwise, like I usually generally enjoy the artwork coming out of Stonemeyer, and this is no exception. Oh, the little people. Your little characters are so adorable. They're so cute. And then you can have
1: I don't know. Is it a spoiler? Are we doing spoilers? We can do whatever we want here. I'm probably going to spoil it in the video. So, yeah, go um, for it.
0: So, your characters. My character is this adorable little Asian guy who I picked on purpose because he's purple. And he's Asian. Um, and they're little personas that they can get kind of where you can have like a, a, a player power something. They are so cute. It's like your little player like – got a little halloween costume or something it's so (laughs) adorable and i love it and so of course i'm all caught up in that crap and i'm not gonna win like i already know i don't care like i'm resigned to that i clank legacy i got like a little competitive about that because i've played regular clank so i i was really again torn between the curiosity and the wanting to win um but i felt like they left that open where you need to unlock stuff and read stuff in order to win. So they went hand in hand. I don't feel that way about Charterstone. And so I am like the person that on a video game is like, let's do all the side quests. Let's, you know, break everything and find all the gems and meet all the goals, you know, and forget it. We'll get to the big boss later. Like that's, that's how I feel about Charterstone. So I like it, but I don't like it as a game, I like it as like an advent calendar, <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I the game is just eh. You just go to a spot and do the thing. I can do that at Lords of Waterdeep. Same type right. of thing here. The the cool thing about this is going and unlocking a crate and seeing what new cards you get or what new buildings you can build. But the gameplay is yeah, it's just basic worker placement. Like this would be an entry level game probably. Yeah. If it wasn't for the legacy aspect of it, because that amps it up a little
0: right. bit. Right. And as much as I hate to lose to Brandon, I know I'm going to, because he is like, okay, how do I win? And that's all he cares about. And uh, I am just too curious for my own good in this game.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. So those are the games we played, a couple of them. We're not going to beat you over the head with all the other ones, but those are the highlights Maw Madness, the greatest game <laughs> of all time, and Charterstone. And yeah, so let's move on.
0: Okay, so I have given away several kinds of hints at this week's topic, not that you haven't even looked at the name of the episode anyway, which mentions it. Um, But Scythe is a game that is so ugly to me. And I really, I don't know, like, I'm not an artist, because gosh, I am just terrible at drawing at lines at anything but there are certain aesthetics that really, really appeal to me. And as a board gamer and a super artistic snob, (laughs) there are plenty of games that I've resisted playing for a long time because they are hideous. But it's Valentine's Day weekend. And so I thought we should share games that are hideous, but we still love them anyway. Like, bulldogs with their big smushy faces or like squashy face cats oh my gosh they're ugly but i love them so much and so this is a list of three games that are hideous in their artwork but we still like to play them did i do it justice
1: <laughs> yeah i was wondering how you're going to tie that in but yeah that's good Thank job you. That was like we like we planned that thing that was that was. i am good right at,
0: at abstract concepts i'm good at seeing the big picture this is what i do this is who I
1: am. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at that. But I can talk about some games that are ugly that I like. I can do that. <laughs>
0: that's kind of one of your like wheelhouses, really.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's basically like every game that I like, so I had to just pick three um, that I think are uglier than most. And the first one I want to talk about is from Steffenfeld, which, again, could be most of them with the exception of maybe Merlin and some of the newer Even ones. Even Merlin
0: isn't that great.
1: It still has some color, That's though. True. It's not as hideous as this one. And the one I want to talk about is Trajan. So I, I like Trajan. It's a good game. It's got the Man- Mancala thing where you're selecting your actions and doing stuff out on the board. But it is like tan. Everything on the game is tan. There's, uh, or brown, light brown. I don't know. It's just awful coloring. It's awful coloring. There's no art very minimal art like i could draw that art clemens franz could draw that art maybe a little better it's just it's rough so i had to pick this one because i love the game it's so good but man it's bad to look at and that's coming from me and some of the other games i have on my list so yeah this one is gross so the first one i wanted to talk about is trajan
0: i don't think i've ever played this is this on the board of eligibility
1: um, Maybe, but you did fill in for Josie for a little while For like, while like maybe we one camp. round
0: And I had no idea what what was going on
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's on the, the board of eligibility though Based
0: on that one round, I don't think you're going to like this game
1: Well, you'll actually get a full rules explanation though If uh, you were really playing
0: That's true, but it's also ugly So that's two strikes against it I had a bad experience I mean, and it's hideous
1: it it is hideous. That is true. You're not wrong.
0: When I think about the fact that so many really ugly games are in your wheelhouse and I love so much beautiful things, it makes me concerned about why you chose me to be your wife.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like I like beautiful people. Games are different.
0: Ooh, nice save, babe. Nice save.
1: Yeah, I made up for that thing up at the top. See, I can play the long game too. <laughs>
0: You didn't sound as convincing as I wanted you to. Let's work (laughs) on that. Um, My first game is from a long line of hideousness, in my opinion, which we'll get to later. Um, But the game I want to talk about... I've only played it once, but its ugliness so impressed me that I knew it had to be on this list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is ugly and impressive. And that game is is Toledo.
0: So Toledo is about... Uh, Toledo in Spain, in case you were confused that it might be in Ohio. Um, I mean, there's one there too, but it's not the same. So you're fashioning swords, which apparently they're famous swordsmen in Toledo. Um, so you are uh, you first go and lay out these tiles or cards? Cards. They're cards, right? They're, oh, they're tiles. tiles. I was yeah, right. Okay.
1: Yep.
0: I was trying yep. to think back and remember. I was just blinded by the other ugliness. You lay out these tiles on the board. Um, for that kind of correspond to the different things you can do as far as, you know, collecting the steel that you need collecting gems. If you want to make kind of a fancier sword um, and the actual forging process, and then you're taking them to this fortress at the end. um, And that's where you get your full points. I liked this game partially because I dominated it. (laughs) And that was through tile placement. Um, so that people had to give me things. it has this like really cool card mechanic where again, you're both using cards to move and using cards as payment. And you're like trying to balance out what you wanna give as payment at certain levels because the, the numbers on the cards correspond to how, how far you move, as well as like what level of the board you're on it. That's what you have to pay to someone or to the general supply in order to go to that space. And I love multi-use cards. I think that's really clever. And if you have multiples of the same number, you can continue moving and so make your turn last longer, which I, again, I love when things like synergize like that. I think that's awesome. Um, But dude, it is butt ugly. Like The only good looking thing about this is the little gems are like actual little like crystal pieces. At least I think – I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, cardboard shits in the first edition because it's, like, orangey tan everywhere. These, like, ugly-looking, like, swords that you can get when you, like, craft one. No, you get a card, don't you? And it's just,
1: like, a generic it's – a, It's a tile with a sword a generic on it. A yeah. pretty generic-looking tile. Like, they're
0: all – I mean, woof. Like, it is so ugly. But the game is really fun. And so that's why my first choice is – Toledo.
1: I mean, I don't know if you said this, but Marty Wallace is not known for beautiful games. I did
0: not say his name, but I mentioned this was just one in a long line of ugly games (laughs) that all are proceeding from Marty Wallace.
1: So going from one (laughs) Marty Wallace to another Marty Wallace. And this game was reprinted with a nice, shiny, better looking version that I still think is ugly. (sighs) Yeah but we have the old busted like first or second Of course we do. And the game, yes, because of course we do. And the game is called Brass. So Brass, literally the board is tan with some squares on it with some city names in it. Um, You have these um, chits that have a train track and a boat for a railroad and a canal. And you have cubes. And you have cards that basically say like Bob. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that give you certain actions. Like everything about the game has hideous art, but I really enjoy the gameplay. I know that it's you don't so like
0: it boring. Done, but... Just the looks add to the boringness of this game.
1: Yeah, I I like this one. I've played it a decent amount of times for a Marty Wallace game, so like two or three, and it's enjoyable. But man, it it's painful on your eyes to look at. Just a like a little dot of color would have been nice. Like maybe a little like purple or something up in there, just some kind of color to drown out all of the tan and the boredom in the art. It just needed something. So my second one, sorry, Marty. If
0: unflavored oatmeal was a board game, it would be brass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It would be brass. Yeah. It's, it's bad.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm actually going to rearrange my list. Because this next one is probably my one of my favorite games that's super ugly, and it's Marty Wallace. (laughs) Hey, shout out to you, my friend. Um, because man, your games, I god love you. I know you're not the artist, but you gotta have some kind of say. Like, the themes are all like awful, destitute, like, um industrial revolution themes why because when i think about the industrial revolution all i think about is like clouds of smog
1: like, and coal dust so that would have been a welcomed addition to no, brass it would have added some different no, i feel
0: like that's exactly what it is and that's what this game is and the game <laughs> we're talking about is london i love the game london like Again, multi-use cards. You're making a tableau, which can like and like an engine at the same time to um, build your city of London. You want to get money out of it. You want to, you know, get placement in the actual city itself. So kind of go out there and go along the Thames. Get um, is it metro stations? Like, is that really what it is? Uh,
1: underground. underground. Oh yes, yeah, so the tube. Yeah, the underground.
0: Like, that's, that's so great. And like, every time you play a card into your city, you have to um, pay a card of the same color, like again, multi use cards, and you want to generate lots of things in your city. But the bigger your city is, the more poverty is generated. And so you're trying to balance that and maybe find cards that mitigate poverty, but those are really expensive. Like, oh, it's, it's so good. I love this game. I don't think – I don't know if I've yet to be beaten at this game also. Side note.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I've never won, but, I mean, that doesn't say <laughs> a lot.
0: Um, which is, I, I think, adds to why I like it. But it is – there's – it's just simple as far as how you play. But the choices that you make, I feel like, are really vital. But this game is ugly as sin. Like, uh, it's just – and especially if you play the newer edition, which doesn't have the board, because the board at least the underground tokens are like red. I mean, there's something kind of happening there <laughs> uh
1: the new the new version is much nicer looking, yes, th-
0: the older and busted that we have, like the box is like has a little bit of this tan and then it's got like dark blue and black on it, and all the cards are like that um
1: the i think the box is actually the best looking part of the whole thing like the
0: cards have sometimes have people and buildings on them but they're not very detailed it's it looks like old like 90s clip art that was just kind of stuck on there i mean woof the money is like different colored cheap tiddlywinks tiddlywinks (laughs) (laughs)
1: tiddlywinks yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just and poverty is just black cubes like it is so ugly but dude this game is really fun and i don't even know that I, like i haven't played the new edition and i don't know that i want to because i have such a deep love affair with the old edition even though i find it repulsive it's like it's like I had a boyfriend that I am madly in love with, but I make him wear like a paper bag over his head so he doesn't scare away children. Like, it's just, it's it's a tough choice because I really love this game, but I don't really want to trot it out for other people because I'm kind of ashamed of how hideous it is. <laughs> <So> that-
1: <laughs> I I have played the new one. It's not as good because it miss, it's missing the board piece. So I don't think that... I think this first edition is superior, in my opinion, but the second one looks like a billion times better. But doesn't
0: it have something like, to compensate for that that mechanic? Because I feel like that area control and like placement is important to the game.
1: Yeah, it has like these cards you can purchase. That's like a one time ability of poverty reduction. It kind of like makes up for it, I guess, mm. in the long term. But I didn't. I don't feel like it is the same. Yeah,
0: no, sorry. It's like I don't want I don't want the younger brother. I don't care if he's a little bit better looking. Like I'll take the one that got you know smashed in the face by a two by four as a child. Like because he's more fun.
1: He's got a nice. Personality. He does.
0: He really does. So that is London. <laughs> <laughs> Second choice.
1: All right. The last game I want to talk about is a game that was super hot for a while. It takes place in space. Ugh. Yes, space. Automatically ugly. And yes, it's super ugly, has terrible components, awful art, and the game is Terraforming Mars. So we played this game recently, well not recently, but you know, within the last year, and it's a really good game. The gameplay, the engine building is awesome, the cards are just super fun to play, and everything about this game is cool, except looking at it. So I think I would rather look at London than look at this game, because it's just orange, and the art is, like, you go out on the computer and you find some, like, free pictures from, like, Shutterstock or whatever you get and you tap that on there and kind of, like, put a filter on it so it looks like a cartoon. That's what these cards are. It's awful. Just the worst art I've ever seen on cards in my entire life. Even worse than London. I like London's art way better than this. The player board is, like, paper thin, tissue paper, everything. It's just awful. So ugly to look at. But the gameplay is amazing. So if if that stuff bothers you, this game's probably not for you. I could care less, really, but um, Terraforming Mars, really good game. Looks awful. Terrible art. Just ugly. Had to be on my list, so there it is.
0: Yeah, I like that game, too, but yeah, it's ugly, and I I really hate all space games, and this one is, like, uh, no exception, man. It's bad. Um, So now I feel guilty. Like, I just went crazy talking about London and making all these awful metaphors. Like, people must think I'm, like, the shallowest piece of crap i love
1: i would say i would edit it
0: i know you're not going to you're just gonna let all our listeners i mean someone already thinks i'm annoying just add judgmental superficial piece (laughs) of crap to it and there we go
1: we can see how many adjectives we can get to describe you
0: (laughs) i love people of all types everyone is beautiful everyone is beautiful Except, for, Except London. for London. Not all games are beautiful. Every person is beautiful. Not all games are beautiful. And to round out my list is a game that I really enjoy. And we talk about it a lot on this podcast. And I actually, um, somebody else just recently played this, I think in The Riveted. We were talking about it. And that game is Orléans. You want to talk about orange. Yowza. The box is this hideous, like, salmony orange. And then the word Orléans is like, in this, like, bright blue, like, texture. It's just awful. And the workers.
1: But what about the people standing on the cover oh of the box? They look, they look good, right? <laughs>
0: no. They're, like, angled weird <laughs> and, like, chopped off funny. And, oh, yish. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It is so bad. And, I mean, even, like, the expansion we have, the trade and intrigue. Um, is that what it's called? Oh, my yes. gosh. I got it right. Yeah. Um, even the little like chits that have the different commodities that you're trading. Yes, it's not great. The The little people you're. Oh, geez. Like, I'm like, well, there's a hat on this guy. So he's supposedly a farmer. But everybody's face kind of looks like a stick person that they suck clothes on. Um, uh, the monks, like, I think that's a robe because it's brown, and they're all like punched out of like this again, hideous orangey, salmon y background color. I mean,
1: but what about the monk? He's yellow,
0: yeah. Again, wow, (laughs) it's just, it's just bad. Like, the the, 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 yeah. It's like stick people. This, honestly, I think instead, I would prefer cubes in different colors to represent the workers over the hideous representations they have of farmers, monks, um, sailors, etc. Knights.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Like, this game looks terrible. Who is the illustrator? (laughs) Is this
0: uh, Clemens Franz? I'm
1: pretty sure it's Clemens oh. Franz, yeah, or Franz Clemens, whatever his name is. I'm pretty sure it's him.
0: Okay, Clemens Franz. I know you don't listen to this podcast, my friend. It's okay that you're not an artist. You you, you don't have to do this.
1: <laughs> he, he is an artist. He is I the artist. I can draw
0: stick people, too, but I'm not a game <laughs> artist. <sighs>
1: Uh, neither see, apparently.
0: No, it's just... Oh, Orleans is so bad. It's so bad.
1: Let me make sure that is Clemens Franz before we just blast the guy for nothing. Yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> t- continue blasting away.
0: Even if it wasn't Clemens Franz for this game, there are other Clemens Franz illustrations that I'm also not particularly fond of, but this one is just... It's like... It's like prototype drawings. Like, he never got to the finished product, or he was pressed for time, or he's like, well, this is here's a sketch of what I'm thinking about. And they're like, okay, cool. And then they manufactured the game, and he's like, what? Wait, no, I was joking. Like, it's it's not good. It's not good. I, like, I keep thinking I want to post pictures so that I'm not alone in this, um, but they're already out there on the internet. You can see for yourselves if you're not faint of heart. Go out and look at Orly because... I mean, that game is so fun. Again, bag-building game. Uh, (laughs) We're here. Bag-building Euro. So you are using different workers, different combos of workers to get other workers to move on a board, um, to yield victory points in various ways. And I think that that's so fun. Like, this game is so fun. But it is ugly.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking pictures looking at pictures right now. Yeah, it's definitely you could turn
0: around and grab the the game out of the shelf. Yeah, U G L Y. It ain't got no alibi.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's honestly, this might be saying something, but I would rather look at Terraforming Mars probably than Orleans.
0: I'd rather look at London than Orleans. Yes.
1: Orleans Orleans So
0: that rounds out my ugly, ugly list of games that I really like to play. So, (laughs) now that I've spent this podcast talking about hideous things, please tell me I'm not alone. I don't want to be a mean girl. (laughs) Don't you have games that you think are hideous? Tell us, please, in the comments for the podcast. Um, Go to our YouTube page. You can find the podcast on YouTube. So, if you're listening to us there, hey, tell me what games are hideous but you still like to play anyway. Like, you know, Dan, if you're listening, every space game you like, just write it down. Uh, Find us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, or you need to join our Facebook group, hashtag The Riveted. Again, in this time of crazy, crazy people talking nonsense out their mouths, you need to be in a group like hashtag The Riveted, where we talk about games, we have a good time playing them, and that's our focus. Um... So comment there about hideous games. You can smack talk a game's art and I am not going to, you know, get mad at you. We can agree to disagree. And that's cool. We're allowed. We're allowed to do that. We can we can disagree on a game art and still be cool. So find us on Instagram. Instagram, you want to post pictures of your ugly game? That would be awesome. Tag us. Um. The Twitters, yeah, tweet tweet to us about your hideous games. We could start a new hashtag out there. Hashtag games that oogly. I don't know. Games that should wear paper bags. I, I don't know. We'll work on that.
1: We'll get it trending. I'll get yeah, it trending. Yeah, I'm sure
0: we will. But I want to hear about games that you really like to play but are ugly. Because I am definitely, and I know this, and every year I try to quit doing it. I will judge a book by its cover and see an ugly box art, see pictures of an ugly, boring-looking Marty Wallace game, and say, I will never play that. Ugh, that game looks terrible.
1: Joke's on you. We're going to get it for a review copy. And
0: then somebody forces me to play it, and I'm like, oh, man, that game is good. It's so unfortunate that it's hideous, but it's so good and so... I will take your guys' recommendations on games that look awful but are awesome. I really want to find those games. So definitely reach out, tell us, um, comment, chat, tweet, whatever you have to, because I love finding new games that I've previously been wrong about, and I'm willing to admit it.
1: Yep, and don't say vintage games because vintage games look amazing. (laughs) We want to know about new games that look awful.
0: There are some vintage games that aren't great, but there are some that are good. Like Gambler, I love that Schoolhouse Rock art style.
1: Mall Madness is the only game.
0: <laughs> all right. It's time to put Jason to bed. He's talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's all I have. I am. Su- I feel like I have probably said enough and dug a deep enough hole for myself. I mean...
1: Problem I mean we've dug deeper holes in this. It's fine.
0: I guess so. I won't be getting any Valentine cards from anybody. Certainly not from Clemens Franz or Marty Wallace.
1: <laughs> or Martin Wallace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my gosh, if Marty Wallace would send me a Valentine's Day card, I would frame it.
1: I it would be awesome if it was super ugly too. That would be amazing. <laughs> then I'd
0: be like, oh my gosh, you have such a good sense of humor. I love you anyway. Even though your games are hideous and boring. Marty yep. Wallace is my bae. <laughs>
1: I don't think we say that about Martin Wallace. <laughs> you
0: and Joel had like a weird restraining order from Steffenfeld because of how creepily you talked about him. I can say Marty Wallace is my bae.
1: But that was Steffenfeld. That's a whole different, like, that's a different, different oh, man. jeez. All right. We better end this. I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.